Welcome to Big Third Down, the greatest podcast in the world, because it's the only podcast that's all about the world's greatest football team, the Green Bay Packers. Uh, We have a very special episode for you today that we think you're really going to like. That's right. What most of our listeners don't know is that our lives aren't strictly about the Packers. In addition to talking about the Packers and drinking High Life, we also like to read books and drink High Life. Uh, We're both actually very learned scholars of literature, and this episode is going to be all about books. Also the Packers but mostly about books. Yep, and so for this episode only, you can call me Literature Kyle. Uh, and you can call me Literature Dan, if you will. That you would know, be... to save time, uh, maybe Lit Kyle and Lit, lit Dan. Dan. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. thanks for uh, coming up with that shortcut. Kyle. Yep. That makes <laughs> a lot of sense. Um, so you can call me Literature Dan or Lit Dan. Uh, let me explain my credentials a little bit. After attending the University of Wisconsin, I received a master's degree in Packers Studies from St. Norbert's. My thesis was on the ontological foundation of cheese curds. And it was extremely enlightening. I uh, encourage all of you to look it up on Google.com oh and read it. I um, learned so much. I was a Packers cheerleader for a little while. I wore those wind pants. I mean, how else were you supposed to learn? You went through so that we didn't have to. Uh, All my pants are wind pants, <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, so I also attended the University of Wisconsin-Madison. Uh, after that, I went to UW-Green Bay to be closer uh, to the Packers. Yeah. I eventually received a doctorate in Lombardiology. Uh, my dissertation was a critical deconstruction of Jump in the Stands by Robert Brooks. And as a special treat for all of our listeners, uh, we're going to set the tone here with a special new version of the BTD theme song, a little more uh, academic version. Uh, before before you do that, before you cut to that, Kyle, do you think I could uh, tell you a quick joke that I learned? I wish you would. Uh, what did Jay Cutler and Jonathan Franzen have in common? Hmm. I don't know. They both suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Big third down. Yeah. My turn this time? Yeah. Big third down. I got one more in me. Go for it. (laughs) Uh, Big 
third down. Big third down. Big third down. Okay, do one more. <coughs> I got this. <laughs> Big third down. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so now we're just going to get into it. It's time uh, for this new segment that we call Lambo Lit, uh, where we discuss and criticize books about the Green Bay Packers. So today we're going to be discussing one of the most important books of all time, and it came out recently, so this is a timely segment as well. But uh, It chronicles the rise of one of history's most important people. It's the rags-to-riches story of a man who grew from humble beginnings uh, to lead the world's greatest and most powerful institution. That man, of course, is Brett Favre, and the book is called Gunslinger. So it's boy, a modern classic. I mean, it immediately became the best book I've ever read as soon as I'd read it. Wow, let's just really let's really dig into it. I guess the 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 thing that I was most prone to compare it to was the book uh, Moby Dick by Herman Melville, and I guess the comparison that I I would draw is that like they're both about this like crazy madman who has a singular vision and decides to bring it to a crew of guys and also they both got in trouble with dicks. <laughs> Boom. Nailed that it. Was, yeah, that was, I didn't see that one coming. Uh, I think the difference between Gunslinger and Moby Big Dick for me is was that uh, I actually enjoyed reading Gunslinger. Mm, I don't know. I liked I liked Moby I Dick did, a lot. Like Ruvel Martin wasn't in Moby Dick, which is okay. a thing that I sort of a beef That's I have a, with it. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I think I learned. I found myself learning a lot from this book. You mm -hmm. know, like I was very invested in Brett Favre from a young age, but I was also uh, younger when he was coming through, mm -hmm. and so things. There were certain details I didn't realize, and one of them that I really was surprised by was that Brett Favre actually played against Leroy Butler in college, and so, like, I knew their histories enough to know, you know, I knew Leroy Butler was a great safety at Florida State, but I didn't know that he'd played against Brett Favre, and so getting his quotes and perspective in that, because you don't get any quotes from Brett Favre, he obviously wasn't uh, a part of the writing process or anything, uh, but you get some really good quotes from Leroy about Brett Favre as a college person, and you know it's crazy that they they beat Florida State in that game. Do you think that there was like a wizard in the crowd who watched the game and said during you know during that game like cast a spell and was like both of you guys are going to be on the most kick ass football team of all time? And yeah, they both well, ended up yeah. I mean, it's crazy that uh, this game contained two of the five greatest athletes of our lifetimes. Uh, Against each other, who would have who would have foresaw the outcome? You know, you know in what Super else? Super Bowl thirty one. You know what else is another thing that's in this book is that uh, four of Brett Favre's dogs got eaten by like alligators. That was or crazy. I could not believe that. Mm -hmm. That's such like a weird detail uh, of like Southern life that I just would not have expected at all. Mm -hmm. Brett Favre's base. Brett Favre's home life is essentially the home episode of the X Files. Oh, man. <laughs> that episode is so crazy. It's true. It's true. Uh, let's really get it. Before we go too far, we'd like to address the sort of elephant in the room, the most important thing about this book, the thing that everybody reading it wanted to know about, and that is 
Brett's farts. Oh my god! I wow. like it. All makes sense in hindsight, you know. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> hindsight. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> like I feel like I knew this about him just intuitively, but mm-hmm. uh, the details there, where he had, you know, part of his intestine removed, and thus created the most toxic fart smells of all time. For those of you who haven't read the book, and I'm sure you all have, if you haven't, like, you should quit your job and read it really well. Well, you should stop listening to this podcast. <clears throat> yeah, and, yeah, get it together, God. Um, the book explains that Brett Favre was in a car accident when he was a junior, I believe, in college, yep. and uh, kind of ripped his guts out. They had to do some surgery. And... The, the, well, the, the accident itself was actually very scary. I think his mm-hmm. brother was driving, and they had all been... Super loaded, yeah. Uh, very allegedly, uh, allegedly, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, super loaded, and uh, like the car flipped over. I mean, they could have easily died, mm-hmm. uh, and instead, all who smell Brett Favre's farts died. Yeah, <laughs> because they had to remove like <laughs> the lower part. It was like ten inches. Yeah, they had to lower. They had to remove a pretty good part of his lower intestine, which causes him to have the most insanely stinky farts um, of all time. Which gives me the idea that I think Brett Favre could have called his called they could have called this biography of Brett Favre uh, "Gone with the Wind." I think that would have been a really good. That title is amazing. That's an amazing title. Yeah, it's you like said a, Moby Dick, and that felt timely. Now this one is even <laughs> this is even more accurate. I'd say as a as a critic of literature that this is like a it's a Southern Gothic tale that evokes Faulkner, except also with a ton of farting. I buy that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think another another detail that I really enjoyed. Well, I don't know that it's enjoyed. I think it's uh, maybe that I that resonated with me very much. Of the stories of Irv Farr, of his uh, late father, um, he was invited onto these telecasts to do like post game breakdowns, and he was always loaded, and he would always drink beers throughout them, uh, which was a surprise. But there's there is one detail where. Like, obviously, you can't just be drinking beers on TV, so they would always pour beers into his coffee mug. Uh, and one day, the person in charge of doing that was gone for whatever reason, on vacation or something. And so it was just someone was subbed in, and they didn't realize that there was beer in the coffee mug. It's a lot, you know, on air, live, after the game, Irv starts drinking out of his coffee mug, and he says, Who the hell put coffee in my coffee? Or something like that. Which is crazy. What a great That is dad. such a funny... Yeah, yeah. While we're talking about partying, I mean, it, spoiler alert, a good amount of the book is about partying. It's on the topic of partying. This mm-hmm. may be one of the great treatises on partying. Like, Brett Easton Ellis could have written it. Uh, but one of the best parts of it comes when Brett is looking for a new house to... Uh, to buy and apparently the only criteria for interior decoration that he specified was that it have a bar of sufficient strength to hold Frank Winters up when he passed out and like I got like 10 questions about that question one is Frank Winters is not a small guy he's actually an extremely large guy he's like 300 pounds Frankie bag of donuts and all yeah but I guess more importantly like, couldn't you just get a couch? Like, why does Frank have to pass out on the bar? I don't get well, that. Like, so, everybody's got their thing, right? Yeah, like, so you I, got a thing, I got a yeah. thing. But And so I read that detail, and I I was curious, you know, is it that it needs to support him if he's on a bar stool and, like, his head passes out on it? Or does he climb up and sleep on the bar? I gotta assume that. Frank, if you're listening, we have 
a really important question for you. Like that, like what were you doing? And did you sleep on Brett Favre's bar? I bet a ton of people slept on Brett Favre's bar. I mean, I'm sure Bryce Pop slept on Brett Favre's bar. I would imagine that Chris Jackie slept on Brett Favre's bar. Well, we think so, but I don't know what the arrangements are. I saw Frank Winters in real life once. Uh, It was at Lambeau Field, and I was going up the stairs, and I'm all bundled up in all my jackets, and... Here's Frank Winters going, like, you know, he's got his own entrance. He's going underneath the stairs. Um, and he's just wearing a Hawaiian T-shirt and wearing his ring from Super Bowl 31. It was big as hell. That, that was, I was there all bundled up, and he had nothing. God, what kind he of medication so do you take when you're that chill and you can't even control it? I don't it? know, but I, I need to get access to it. Alright, so we're going to get started on a really exciting segment uh, called Top 10, where we're going to talk through the top 10 best all-time Packers books, and to do this, we brought in a special guest. Uh, Let me introduce our special guest. Uh, This is Literature Michelle. It's a very exciting moment that we get. We don't have a lot of guests on the podcast, as you guys know, uh, because it's a really good podcast, and like these guests have to be great, so they're vetted. Yeah, to the extreme, and we really are very careful about this. So we're extremely excited to bring you, extremely excited to bring you Packers Michelle right now. Um, Packers, sorry, Packers slash literature Michelle. Pleased to be here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good. Um, So we brought Michelle on because she has some pretty special credentials. Uh, Why don't you tell them a little bit about uh, your education? Well, I uh, I teach at the University of Wisconsin at Green Bay, Mm -hmm. and my field is philosophy. And I kind of made my name in um, Packardemia by writing a book uh, that kind of has a psychoanalytic slash post-structuralist deconstruction of the Gilbert Burger. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. What did you find? Uh, What's what's not on it? Well, that was kind of my guiding question. Thinking about what's what's absent from the Gilbert Burger, which is in fact pickles. And, <laughs> oh, you, know, wow. you know, I've thought about this a lot because if there was a a Kyle Burger, Packers Kyle Burger, it'd be basically nothing but pickles. <laughs> so, yeah, there's so, a lot to be said about masculinity in those choices. Wow, wow. Now, I've got to take a long, hard look in the mirror to know. What to do. <laughs> take a long, hard, hard a number, of, a number. Of. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just get into these top ten. So number ten greatest all-time Packers book uh, is a book called Instant Replay. Mm -hmm. Dan, uh, can you tell me what that book is about? Uh, That one is a classic. It's it was written by Jerry Kramer with the assistance of the late Dick the late Dick Shap. It's a really really good book. It's about the Super Bowl run of the Packers uh, ballpark '67 or whenever it was. I can never remember. but it's a very, very good book. It covers the ice bowl and all that stuff. It's real nice. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And uh, the number two book that we have is... <laughs> number when... nine. We're going yeah, backwards. Yeah, we're going backwards. Jeez. Oh, Do you even know how top ten works, Dan? All right, let's start Can again. you count? <laughs> okay. We're going to have to cut this out anyway. <laughs> number nine is When Pride Still Mattered by uh, David Marinus. Um, it's the biography of Vince Lombardi. Um, who you've probably heard of. We've mentioned him on this podcast a number of times before. It's like a 500-page biography of the great Vince Lombardi, and it's really interesting and an an extremely good book. Uh, 
Why don't you take us to number eight, Kyle? Number eight is going to be Gunslinger. It's a new one. Uh, the biography of Brett Favre, which we already just talked about. We just spent ten minutes talking about it, so we don't have to revisit it. Can I ask you quickly, does it have anything about farts in it? It's got a ton about farts in it. A ton of like really important topics. How many chapters overall, like percentage-wise? Are about farts? Mm-hmm. I mean, not that many. Okay. It was actually just like one page, but is yeah. a pretty impactful page. Mm-hmm. You know, in that book, uh, it's kind of a meta book because there's so much material about farts that the farts, you can actually smell them while you're reading it. And it's kind of really uh, groundbreaking in that way. So is it a scratch and sniff? Or? Um, yeah, it's just the literature just comes to life. It's really amazing. Wow. Are you teaching it in your class this oh, semester? Oh, of course, of course, yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Um, a couple of my students have gotten kind of ill. Um, <laughs> I heard one of them... Are they know, farting too much or not farting enough? I, I, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a really good question. I sent a couple of them to the to the you know, the university clinic and mm. for, you know, terrible nausea, vomiting mm-hmm. issues. Woof. Have they been able to unpack it? Boom, <laughs> 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 oh, got him. <laughs> yeah. Let's unpack that. All right. All right. Let's go to number seven. Uh, number seven is a classic. It's called Huckleberry Finn, and it's by Aaron Rodgers. I think we all read it in middle school. It's the heartwarming tale of uh, Huckleberry Finn by Aaron Rodgers. Number six. Number six is a book called Ron Beowulf. I don't actually know what that book's about. I'm just reading off what Dan... I never read that book, but it's yeah. apparently it kicks ass because it's better than Gunslinger. Kicked, oh, n- but, you know. number five is a major classic. It's Pride and Prejudice by Antonio Freeman. Yeah. Uh, it is the. It is a really, really penetrating analysis of uh, sort of family politics in the, like, 1800s, as analyzed by Antonio Freeman, who caught his ball, caught a ball off his back in the Minnesota Vikings game. So, like, it's, having written one of the greatest books in history is not his only great achievement. He also caught a ball off his back against the Minnesota Vikings in the year 2000. Mm -hmm. He's a real master of marriage plot. (laughs) And I almost met him. Really? Almost did, yeah, but instead he only met Leroy Butler. Leroy Butler was That's standing. That's a topic from a previous podcast. Leroy Butler was standing five feet away, and he kind of it was like a bug bug zapper situation, oh. and I really couldn't. I didn't have mm-hmm. any attention to spare. Well, I don't know if this is on your list, but Leroy Butler is also responsible for a pretty great uh, book called uh, Moby Haha Clinton's Ex. Um, oh. A real classic. Um, we read that in in all of my classes. I'll have to check that one That's out. A good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you teach this podcast in your class? We I do have a section on this podcast, um, and my students. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's one of my students really love. Um, and yeah, I have them. Uh, I teach this in a section on uh, uh, Packer's commentary. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. You know, books. Or you know, work about work about the Packers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a real, it's wow. a real few levels of remove. It's pretty, it's pretty, pretty, pretty high level. Yeah. I wasn't sure if that's like a university level or like a doctoral level. Yeah, yeah it's usually yeah. my graduate students yeah. who listen to this podcast. She's yeah. got a graduate section. They meet at Culver's. Actually, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. surprised I never ran into that one. But okay, number four is a book called Doctor Jekyll and Micah Hyde. Mm. Such a good book. 
Just really, really plays at the duality of football, you know. Yeah, big time. Great movie too, actually. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. beauty. Uh, number three uh, is a classic called Bubba Frankenstein by Mary Shelley. Uh, she creates this incredible monster who's really good at blocking, but also can catch. Um, mm-hmm. Which makes him so much better than all of the Packers tight ends other than Jared Cook. And well, this was pre Jared Cook yeah. era. Yeah, that's true. She actually yeah. predicted the rise of Jared Cook, I, I feel like, in this book. Yeah. I feel like also this book is really forward thinking because it, um, it anticipates the issues of traumatic brain injury. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the, the big, you know, uh, uh, tragedy of this book is that, you know, the monster. You know, he, he can't, he can't move from the end. Well, and of course she was married to the great Percy Harvin Bysshe Shelley. <laughs> <laughs> That's the true tragedy. She That's couldn't even marry tragedy. a Packers man. Okay, number two is a book called All the Pretty Touchdowns <laughs> by a man named Core Mike McCarthy. <laughs> I never, that book is hard to get through. Uh, but when you get through it, it's all worth it. I mean, it teaches a lot about mortality. Uh, there are a ton of scenes at Arby's. Um, yeah. I mean, just the whole thing is really, really fantastic. I think. Wait, that was the that's one. I was a, gonna it, do that's a. That's like an time. honorable mention. Is that uh, Cor Mike McCarthy also wrote a book called On the Road to the Super Bowl? <laughs> yeah. Boy, I just got yeah. a little too stuck. <laughs> I, might, I might have to leave the room. Yeah. Um, okay, the number one book ever written Drum roll. about the Packers. The Bible by Aaron Rodgers. Can you believe he wrote that entire thing himself uh, while also being the greatest quarterback who's ever lived? Well, I mean, he is ordained by God. Oh, God. What God. So, you know, when you say it like that, it just is so simple. This is yeah. why... You're the professor, we're the students. God, you deconstructed that in such a short amount of time. As a Donald Einstein driver said once, mm-hmm. if you can't explain it simply, you don't understand it well enough. Oh my God. Wow. You are, you just blew both. Well, to be fair, I mean, that wasn't her. Donald Driver just blew all three of our yeah. minds. I that's think that's what it is. That's a good point. That's a good point. Okay, I mean, that's... Uh, All right, good job, everybody. How many of those have you read? Uh, did we miss any great Packers literature? Please let us know. at uh, or You can contact us via email at johnnyjollyrogers at gmail.com. Mm-hmm.